Amen. Thank you all so much. Hey, reach down in the old archives and dug that one out. I appreciate that, brother, and uh, those who helped you along with that this morning, okay? Take your Bible, turn back to Psalm chapter 23, Psalm chapter 23. I want us to look again today, and we're going to look at the very first phrase in the psalm. And uh, as you can tell from the title, it's very easy to discern what we're looking at this morning, okay? So uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles or turn in your memory bank, if you will, Psalm 23, where it talks about the Lord and our relationship with Him. Uh, I think it was Henry Blackaby that said in his book, Knowing and Doing the Will of God, he reminded us that we have been drawn into a relationship with God which is real and personal. Now, as a result of that, there have been many who have written books concerning this text. Many uh, have preached great sermons out of the text. But today I just want to go back and reach into the first phrase, as I've said to you already, and see what God would show us in this first part of verse number 1, where he said, The Lord is my shepherd. And I'll go ahead and read the second part, I shall not want. Some have paraphrased that in different ways. Uh, they would say it something like this, Because the Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. Or, Because I have no want, uh, one might even say, The Lord is uh, my shepherd. In doing some research on this, I discovered that uh, sheep are mentioned in the Bible over 500 times. Now, don't go count all of those, but again, those who have found uh, an easier way to count uh, than I have, tell us that they're mentioned more than any other animal in the Scriptures. The prominence of sheep in the Bible might grow out of two realities, the author said. Sheep, number one, were important to the nomads and the agricultural life of the Hebrews and similar people. Secondly, sheep are used throughout the Bible to symbolically refer to God's people, and I agree with that. Both of those are important statements. Uh, however, as we look at this particular text today, what we will see is that he is speaking about uh, we being the sheep of his pasture, as we find uh, in other places of Scripture. Might you remind yourself that the parable of the sheep there in Luke chapter 15, uh, there was a shepherd uh, who had a uh, hundred sheep and 99 were saved uh, and they were corralled, but one was lost. And you remember the significance of that. The scripture tells us that he would leave the 99 and he would go search until that one uh, was found. Uh, so we discover that there are great... Uh, uh, passages throughout the Bible that concern uh, itself with the sheep. Now again this morning, as we look at this text, I'm focusing on the word relationship, okay? Most of you fully understand relationships. You have them. Some of you uh, uh, would recognize that uh, you have a relationship with your kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, uh, or so, you likewise have a relationship with other members of your family as well. As we said even this morning, 
We could talk about relationship, could we not? Because we are brothers uh, and sisters in Christ. But the reality of this relationship is uh, significant when he would say, The Lord is uh, my shepherd. Now, over the last three or four weeks, we have looked at phrases uh, like, He restoreth my soul, which dealt with restoration. We likewise have saw, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake, letting us understand the Lord's leadership in our life, the route that He carries us in, and the reason being for our good, but also for His glory. We likewise looked at uh, the resolve, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. As we looked at that last week, He said, I will not fear. Why? Because we have with us the rod and the staff. They comfort us. Most of us would not know how to use the rod or the staff. But symbolically, as we see that in this text, the Lord would have us understand that our refuge is in Him and in Him alone. Now let's focus on the relationship just a moment, okay? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Let me give you something interesting. It uh, crossed my mind yesterday, and I researched it again and added it to my notes. Uh, We find uh, a phrase in the Scripture, it's right on the bottom of that slide there, uh, a phrase, our Father. And I thought about that. Why? Because that is the phrase that that the model prayer from the Lord begins with, our Father which art in heaven. You'll find that 56 times in 51 different verses in the Bible. Now, it's a good way to reference God, is it not? Our Father. Now, we can generically or we can collectively say that this morning, can we not? Our Father. Because if we belong to Christ, He is our Father. However, the text that we're using this morning and looking at, my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, is only three times throughout Scripture. Now, I'm not uh, discounting that there would be a similar reference somewhere through Scripture, but I'm using the King James, and as a reference to that phrase, uh, we only find it three times in Scripture. However, it makes it lots more personal, does it not? We can say if there are a hundred of us or a thousand of us in a room, or even if there is a state that wanted to count themselves and say they're a Christian state, uh, we could say that He is our Father, could we not? That's a good collective statement. However, friend, when it really gets down to where it matters most in my life, And in your life, the phrase, my shepherd, uh, because of how David penned that, is greatly, to me, more significant. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, the reference there, Isaiah the prophet speaking, tells us that sheep sometimes have a tendency to uh, straggle away from the group. They have a tendency to, to just wander off. And Isaiah, the Lord is giving the word, said all of us are like sheep that have strayed. And if you notice the last part, says we go to our own way, 
But yet the Lord laid on him, being Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Aren't you glad that the relationship that we have with our Father that is real and personal is not a relationship that we have earned it is not a relationship that we deserve. It is not a relationship that should make us feel pious, but it is a relationship that is all by grace, through faith, not of ourselves, lest any of us should boast. I give a few words there. We could talk about the definition of a relationship, could we not? And I sort of already said that. However, if you need a greater definition, maybe just read John 3.16, where it says they're talking about Jesus uh, giving himself a ransom for our soul. Aren't you glad there that God so loved the world? Put your name there, that he uh, allowed his only begotten son to go to Calvary to pay our Sin price, the the blood that he shed there is what we uh, had that we could not uh, could not earn our way into the into the relationship. Why? Because our blood was not sinless blood. So the definition we could give you many other pictures of that. However, the design. I was thinking through this process. Uh, And when I thought of this design, uh, salvation as we see when we come into that uh, relationship with the Lord as our shepherd, the design is where God meets man, but also where man meets God. Jesus was the mediator. In the book of Job, he is called a daysman. When Job would cry out, is there not a daysman betwixt us? That's the reference that he would use. Who could bring holy God and sinful man together. And friend, Jesus did that. And that is why we say our Father which art in heaven. There in Matthew's gospel. But greater than that, we say my shepherd here in this text. Where holy God meets sinful man. How about the determination that we could find there that we might could say concerning this relationship as we think of determination. It might not be on your resolve that I could state that. It might be though because of someone who was determined to pray for you long enough that you might come to know Jesus. Oh, how the world needs Jesus. How we know the missing ingredient in most people's lives today is Jesus. And oh, what determination it would take to persevere in our prayers that others may come to know the great Master. Yes, and I close this little section with the destination. Are are you glad? I am glad personally that the Lord said, I go to prepare a place for you, and where I go and prepare that place, I will surely come again and receive you unto myself. What a destination. Oh, most of us like to go somewhere. Uh, Well, as we get older, we probably like to travel a little less, but, uh, you know, we like to go somewhere. I can remember a couple of family vacations when I was real small, and 
uh, Mama would always remind me of this uh, later in life, we would hardly get out of uh, town and I'd begin to say, are we about there, you know? Am I about there? Well, the reality is this, folks. Our relationship, which is planned with the Father, whereby we can say, the Lord is my shepherd, the reality of that is this, that we are closer to our final destination than we have ever been before. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. David would say that. Now David, uh, we know, would have a working knowledge uh, of being a shepherd, would he not? David, uh, of all writers, uh, writing about something that he is absolutely uh, well-versed in its meanings, uh, David would talk about the Lord is my shepherd. Matthew 6 verse 9 was the other reference I was bringing to your attention. Matthew 6 9 said, After this manner, therefore pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes, friend, Jesus was giving his disciples who had requested that he would teach them to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus then would say, After this manner, therefore pray ye. Robert Kerr, and I'm not familiar with any of his other writings, uh, but Robert Kerr would say, If the Lord is my shepherd, then I shall not want, uh, meaning be covetous or unhappy or unsatisfied. He said also, uh, But if I am in want, then it is obvious that I'm not being led or shepherded by someone else or something else. Uh, if our vocation shepherds us, there is restlessness, feverish activity, and frustration. If education is our shepherd, then we are constantly being disillusioned. If another person is our shepherd, we are always disappointed, and ultimately we are left empty if these other things might be our shepherd. Now, friend, let's just take note, and I have overheard a conversation or two already this morning, and let's be careful not to let the fall season be our shepherd. Now, you know what the fall season brings, a changing of leaves. We all have beautiful flowers in front of me today. I love those colors, okay? Well, uh, you know, there is another season that this could be as well. Oh, football, do you ever get enough of it, somebody says. My wife accuses me of watching it all the time. Well, that's about the only real thing I can watch. You know, at least they bang one another's heads and they cover them. But the, the thought is there, what else could be our shepherd? There's many things competing for your loyalty as well as my loyalty. And I don't want to sound like I'm being legalistic here, but let's just be very careful in our life not to let anything or anyone else uh, fit the place that David described here when he said, The Lord is my shepherd. Well, notice, not only is it uh, the relationship that is planned, uh, it is also a relationship that is practical. Now, if you have your Bibles and you're using them this morning, John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, uh, is the reference that I'm going to in the New Testament. Why would I go there? Because I believe it is an explanation of 
possibly a situation similar to what David is writing about. However, we find in John 10, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." What do I find in there? First of all, the sheep hear his voice. It is an instinctive voice first. Natural, inborn, it's inbred, it's innate, it's intuitive. Well, uh, I was over here in a, a, a cattle man the other day talking about a cow that had gave birth to a calf and and how that, uh, you know, that she had walked off, left the calf by the fence and uh, it was his task to try to find the mother of that calf or else the calf's going to die. Well, the mother's not lowing somewhere, so he's not finding a mother seemingly that has uh, abandoned a calf or lost one. But he now begins to discover how to bring those two together. Well, isn't it wonderful that there is an instinctive voice uh, that we have that's natural, inborn, inbred, innate, and intuitive there that helps us understand the shepherd's voice and the sheep hear that. It is also a distinctive voice, unique, individual, typical. John again said in John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Amazingly, is it not? When you have a hundred uh, cattle on the hillside and you know that, uh, that little uh, calf might wander off, but yet and still they can distinguish uh, between that lowing of uh, his or her mother. Well, if you get in a, law, a group of people uh, in a theme park uh, and you don't know your way, uh, it might be well you just start hollering out the name uh, of your child. Why? That might be a good way to discover them. The Lord said, my sheep hear my voice. And I have it a little different there on the slide. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. Isaiah 43, 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord uh, that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Now, does the shepherd name all of his sheep? You've probably read far more books that have been written on this particular phrase or chapter than I have. I do know uh, people that I've been around, if you go with them out into their field, uh, many times uh, that particular farmer, some might call him a rancher, I, I, you know, they, they know their animals. Jesus giving an explanation or an understanding of this. He says he knows them all by 
name. Again, we find that reference in John chapter 10, do we not? Isaiah chapter 43 on the slide there as well. He knows his own sheep by name. He leadeth them out. See, that's a part of this relationship. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Psalm, I mean, Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Notice this particular note there. He goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. He is not hurting them. He is not pushing them but He is leading them. And the Scripture tells us that He does that. Why? Because of the position and how that He loves His sheep. I can only try to visualize the shepherd on the hillside. I can only try to imagine what we see in Scripture, but we probably have saw a few uh, examples of this in our lifetime, but it, uh, it sometimes uh, gets way beyond my mind. Why? Because experience is still the greatest teacher. But David is trying to get us to grasp uh, the reality of the Lord being our shepherd. The Lord, the relationship is planned. It is uh, practical. Spurgeon said, where the soul grows sorrowful, he revives it. Where it is sinful, he sanctifies it. Where it is weak, he strengthens it. He has many ways to revive the soul. Prayer, his word, the Holy Spirit, hope, Christian community, experience. Spurgeon said he does it. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Hey, in reality, let's just think about possibly how maybe of the evening that they went to a common corral where they would corral their animals and uh, therefore in the safety of the corral maybe a an area uh, that they were put there among other shepherds sheep and now they were being uh, uh, kept there in safety overnight however think about the next morning each shepherd might come to that corral and call forth their sheep. The scripture alludes to the reality that those sheep who are in that common corral will fully understand the voice of their shepherd. Friend, is it possible that the voice of my shepherd might grow faint and I might miss the voice of my shepherd? Is it possible that in its growing faint there that some sheep have grown not lost in the manner of being lost again, however, sometimes losing that fellowship that we know is dear and personal? The relationship is planned. It is practical. It is preferred. They know His voice. Oh, friend, you know how to know the voice? And that's be around Him enough to be able to discern the voice of our shepherd. Let me just say, my shepherd. A stranger they will not follow. Wow. You know, the realities of where we live and when we live 
it is greater to know that there is so much competing interest for our loyalty than there have ever been before. And it takes a real discipline, not just to hear His voice, but also to follow His guide. He says there uh, in that passage as well, they will flee from Him for they know not the voice of strangers. I saw a post somewhere yesterday. I uh, can't remember the exact uh, story behind that. But the, the, the conversation was yielding itself to the fact that in some neighborhood somewhere, not here in Waycross, the possibility of someone riding the neighborhood as if trying to get someone to follow them or pick someone up. Hey, we tell our kids or our grandkids, don't ever go with folks you don't know. We, we're constant about that, aren't we? That's a safe thing. You know, spiritual safety is, is very concerning, and that is that we need to be discerning there of the voices that are competing for our loyalty as well as our lives. So the relationship is preferred. And then last this morning, the relationship is provisional. It's provisional by call, by choice. Yes, He is still calling. Praise the Lord. Our Lord is still calling. He is calling sinners to repentance today. Wonderful, is it not? Sometimes uh, we're, we're reminded that uh, uh, these times that we come together for worship, it's not always just to take care of the sheep or to help the sheep along. Sometimes we, we need to be conscious of the fact that there are some goats needing to know Jesus. Now the only way to be moved from a goat to a sheep is what? Be born again. I'm not calling if you lost. I'm not calling you an old goat. But Jesus, that's how he would refer to those two groups sometime. You know, the fact is that Jesus loves you where you are but He wants you to be where He has planned for you to be. He prompts, He protects, He will provide, but He also will proceed where it said He goeth before them. And later in this same psalm, remember, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For His namesake. All the realities there, the call by choice as well there as it being personal. I close with this couple of verses, Psalm 95, 6. O come, let us bow, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before God our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, and that passage would go on and say, Harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. And he was making a reference to the Old Testament. In the, in the wilderness wanderings, how people hardened their hearts when God was calling them to a personal relationship. Would you join me as we pray this morning? Hey, ask God, God, am I being absolutely faithful to you? Maybe even stop a moment and thank God. God, thank you for your leadership in my life. I would pray you know the voice of God much more than you know my voice. Why? 
because God's voice will always lead you in those paths that are good and meaningful. If you don't know the voice of the shepherd this morning, let me invite you to him. Why? Because, again, everyone needs this relationship. Father, I thank you. Lord, thank you that uh, you are still urging and calling people unto yourself. I thank you that you've done that in my life, but yet, Lord, it's not just a one-time call. It is a continuous voice as you lead us. Lord, bless the time now of this invitation. Draw people to yourself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me invite you to stand. Brother Mike will lead us in a song now of commitment. A, a song there of invitation as well as we sing. It's God speaking.